Hello, everyone, and welcome to Boston Balling. I'm your host, Gabby Hurlba. I hope everybody's having a fantastic week. It's Thursday, so it's almost the weekend. So time for everybody to just power through and finish this week. Um, baseball season is coming to an end, and so is the month of September. And we were just talking before we started recording about how fast the month of September went by. I almost feel like it didn't happen, which is crazy. But so that's super exciting. October baseball is is here and we're going to talk about all of that and the intense uh, playoff races and playoff hunts that are going on right now. So I would like to introduce my guests that I have with me. Julian is fantastic at covering MLB. He does great, great baseball coverage on social media. And he has a podcast with our other friend, Bobby, who I've been on their show as well too before. And we like to talk sports and we like different teams as you guys can see. So it's um, fun to kind of go back and forth with that rivalry, but he definitely knows his baseball. So I'm really excited to break this all down with him today. And so how are you doing today? Thank you so much for having me, Gabby. You know, it's the Yankees Red Sox rivalry. Um, I'm so excited to do this. Uh, we wanted to do this for a while, a lot of back and forth, especially this year in the standings. Um, it's going to be a really fun show. I'm really looking forward to it. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you for coming on. I definitely am looking forward to talking about this with you. Um, it's uh, You're definitely super knowledgeable about baseball and just super passionate about the Yankees. And so this is going to be good. But so, you know, we're going to have a, there's a lot to talk about here. Um, first of all, though, um, can you just talk a little bit about your podcast, like when you and Bobby started, what it's about, and just just everything like that? Yeah, thank you so much for the praise. I really appreciate it. Of course, me and Bobby started this like 2018, 2019. We started talking baseball and football. Our first one was actually football. We started doing like football rundowns. We did like one practice thing for like the trade deadline, like where the Yankees got Sonny Gray. Like we didn't actually put it out, but like we were just trying to get some reps to see how it sounded. We're like, oh, okay, this is decent. Um, we got recruited by Grunt Talks and Darren, that kind of escalated things and put us on a larger stage. And we have our YouTube channel too. Our podcast is Grunt Talk Sports, if anyone wants to find it. YouTube is Grunt Talks MLB. We have baseball and football content all the time. We are obviously centralized with Yankees talk. Um, Bobby does Patriots. I'm a Jets guy, which is really tough, obviously. But we cover the whole league in both aspects. We have a bunch of highlights all over the place. We're on the top of this stuff every day. It's just our passion. We love to do it. And we record like two times a week, maybe once, depending on schedule. If it's really intense, sometimes we even did like three or four days in a row, like if things are getting really serious. So um, that's what we do, basically. Yeah, that's awesome. Everyone should definitely check out their content. They're both super talented, great co-hosts. They're really good at feeding off of each other, and they're both super knowledgeable about the sports that they do talk about. So I encourage everyone to check them out on all of their content on all of the different platforms, like he just explained. But that that's awesome. Like, keep doing what you're doing. I think you guys have a great show. I'm a big fan of both of yours, and I love following both of your content. So definitely keep doing it, and, and I enjoy uh I enjoy listening and I enjoy following along with what you guys are doing. Well, thank you so much. You know, we enjoy your stuff as well. Your tweets and your podcasts are great too. Um, it's been a nice time getting to meet you and like have these discussions and all that. I think we've both helped each other in certain areas. Um, yeah. But yeah, now it's it's crunch time. You know, we got four games left. We're one game up on you guys after the fun sweep at Fenway. It was a great experience going up there. I know you were going to end up coming, but had some issues because of the stupid weather, but hopefully next time. But um, Fenway yeah, was cool, you know. Yeah, the weather was so just 
unpredictable and it did end up clearing up in time for when they played that game but we wouldn't we wouldn't have known that you know we yeah. were how would we have known that that was going to happen because the, the rain was in the forecast for that whole day so it was hard to really know but at least they were able to play which was good because it, it would just would have been I don't think anybody wanted to see a double header in that series no I did not want to see a, a seven inning Manfred special with the season on the line really I know we did get one at Yankee Stadium ends up going to Yankees favor but still we both know that's not real baseball obviously we both said the same thing about that like get the runner off second base like get the seven inning double headers out of here I know we both expressed our frustrations in yeah. that too. I mean, because if you play a seven inning game and it, it's a close game, and say you know, say one team is down by one run, then it's like you know, if they played a full game of baseball, maybe they could have come back. So it's, right. it's so hard to really get behind those seven inning double headers. Um, but and then the, that runner on second base rule, I know some people kind of got more used to that and opened up to it more of I still never opened up to the idea of it the entire mm -hmm. season I didn't like it I think it just I understand that they're trying to shorten the game but I feel like there's just it takes away from a lot of what baseball is about because that because the chances of that runner not scoring is is pretty slim because all you really need is to give up a single and that run scores yeah so I, the, the idea of it is kind of strange to me I know, and it puts the relievers in a bad spot, too. Like, there has been a few games that teams just haven't scored. Like, the Dodgers and Padres went 15 innings one time, yeah, I think. And, like, I was like, what's going on here? Like, but still, it's just, they don't need to do that, I don't think. The real fans don't want to sped up, you know. They're trying to retain the millennials and, like, the, the younger generation of people watching the game. I get it. But, like, at the same time, enough with the changes. I think – um one thing we could agree on probably is I'm sure you'd like to see a universal DH, especially with your series coming up to DC, because now you got to go without Schwarber, Martinez, or Dahlbeck for three yeah. games, which is going to be tough, even though the Nationals aren't good, really. But that does hurt the lineup a little bit. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. I do like the idea of a universal DH. I don't like pitchers hitting. I think it's just I've never liked that. And so I'm hoping that the National League can get on board with that and do the universal DH, because you're right. I mean, that's. I mean, the Nationals aren't really a good team, so we should be able to win that series. But you're right. Those are some key pieces that won't be able to hit in that series. You know what I mean? Which is which is a bummer um, for us. So and, and obviously that's a series where you, we need to win those games because we're in crunch time now. And like you mentioned before, this is a wild card race that's really coming down to the wire. And you have four teams right now that could still get a spot and it, it literally could end up coming down to the last game of the regular season. I mean, you have the Yankees who are in the top wild card spot right now by one game. Then you have the Red Sox and then you have the Mariners and, and Toronto who are four teams that are very much still in the mix right now. And um, I mean, Seattle doesn't play tonight. So teams have a chance to gain ground on them. So if the yeah. Red Sox win tonight, then they can, then they go a full game up on Seattle, which is good. But that Yankees blue Jays game is going to be huge. I mean, yeah. what are your thoughts on that? Because, I mean, it's oh, Bobby man. Gray versus Corey Kluber, I believe. And I'm pretty sure that from, from what I know, the Yankees have good numbers against Robbie Ray this year. Yeah, um, they do. They do. So. They do, which is going to be welcomed. I know the only thing is we saw him. He was a much different pitcher. Like, he wasn't into his groove, really. So, I'm not intimidated by Robbie Ray. Like, everyone, some people are like, oh, it's a sorry. I'm like, yeah, he's a great pitcher, but he's not hittable. Like the Yankees have hit him before. He, I think he's given up six earns and like 10 innings against us. So the Yankees can get to him. Uh, it's going to be a huge game for him. 
He has pitched in the playoffs with Arizona, so it's not like the biggest game of his life, but probably his biggest game in a long time, I would say, because Arizona hasn't been great. Yeah. Um, Corey Kluber is a big game pitcher, but he's not the same pitcher either. So what are we going to get from him tonight? It's a big question. He's also struggled the entire competition at times, so that's definitely something we're going to worry about. Um, yeah, but if the Yankees lose this game, to your point, it's basically a four-way free-for-all. The Yankees will open it back up to everyone because the Blue Jays will be just one game behind them. We'll be tied potentially. You guys take care of the Orioles. And then the Mariners yeah, would only be, be embarrassing not to. Then the, yeah, I know. We've had our struggles and you we talked about this, but the Mariners would only be one game behind the Yankees as well. And it's gonna be exciting. If the Yankees win, I'm gonna be good. The magic number will be like one or two. I think it's two technically if they win, but the Blue Jays would basically be in the rear view. But the way the Mariners are playing, they would still be two back with three to play, and then there would still be one game. So if the Yankees win this game, they'll be most likely okay. If they lose, it's going to be a crazy three days. It could be a last day of the season scenario, like you said. Really hoping to avoid that. I'll be there Saturday, so I'll definitely be at that one. I have other ones, but depending on the situation, I may go the other ones. But we'll see what happens. It's going to be crazy. And you have to wonder how Tampa Bay is going to handle that series because they've already clinched home field advantage. So there's really no reason for them to play their starters because the series doesn't mean literally anything for them because it no. doesn't impact what happens to them anyway, because they already clinched home field advantage, <clears throat> but there is that rivalry there and they do enjoy beating the Yankees. So you have to wonder how Kevin cash is going to handle that series from their perspective, because if they aren't, if they're not starting their starters and I think, that's good for the Yankees because then it will give you guys a good chance to win that series. But if they're still starting everybody because they want the potential to eliminate the Yankees or, or ruin their chances at getting a wild card spot, then, you know, you have to wonder what that would mean for the Yankees. I mean, the Yankees have played the Rays pretty tough this year overall. Um, Since I'd starting say. bad. Yeah. Which We're like seven to nine against them. We're seven yeah, to nine against bad, them. Which it's, is really not bad. It's I mean, an improvement. The Rays are a good team, and they – I mean, they had a winning record against the Red Sox this year too. I mean, they're a good team. But with the fact that – because last night, with their win last night, they clinched home field advantage. So there's not really a reason to me for them to start their starters in that series, although I obviously hope they do because it's going to benefit the Red Sox. <laughs> right. Well, I, I've been thinking about this a lot. A lot of people go back and forth on this. I have a few methods of what they might do. So – I think what they're going to do is they're not going to jeopardize messing up their starting rotation just to take the Yankees out of the playoffs, I don't think. I, I think I they're going to want to set up their rotation for however they see fit. So will they throw a few openers at us? Maybe. Will they give some guys a few spot starts? It wouldn't shock me. But um, I think they're going to play their lineup for the most part almost straight up. I don't think they're going to sit too many guys unless they have, like, injury issues or something. Like, I don't know per se if anyone does, but maybe they'll give Meadows a day. Maybe they'll give a Rosarina a day or Lau, like depending if it's a righty or lefty or something. But I don't think they're going to roll out a spring training lineup. And also, you can't really do that anymore because the rosters aren't 40. They used to be 40. Now it's only 28. I mean, exactly. they, they could shake some things up, but I still think they're going to try to win the games. Maybe just not play the full lineup 100% of the time. Yeah, I mean, obviously you play games to want to win those games, and especially when you're playing a division rival and you can you have the chance to determine that team's destiny, if you will. <laughs> yeah. I say, you know, I feel like you play you play tough and you're gonna play games how you know how to play baseball games. And I think you're right, because their lineup, I mean, they'll have that rest because they'll be able to after that series 
they'll have that time yeah. to kind of regroup and they get three days while the wild card games play out and just see. So they'll have like, you know, they'll be able to have that little resting period. So I feel like you're right. I think they do play their lineup and maybe one or two guys get a break on one of those days, depending mm -hmm. on how they feel. But the pitching rotation is going to be the most important thing for them because they're going to need to throw their best pitchers out there when that ALDS starts. So they're going to probably set up their pitchers in a way that they can make that happen so that they can, in terms of their rotation, they can have their best pitchers starting when they open up that series. And so I do think you're right. I think from a pitching perspective, the Yankees don't have as much to worry about. It's really going to be how is their lineup going to be constructed for that series. And again, I think tonight's game against the Blue Jays is more important for the Yankees right now than this weekend series is because mm -hmm. if they beat Toronto tonight, then they're in a good place, I think, to be able yeah. to um, clinch a wild card spot this weekend. But if they lose, then you're looking at Red Sox and Yankees potentially being tied if the Red Sox can beat the Orioles, which, I mean, they <laughs> didn't, didn't handle that two nights ago, which was just pathetic. But, um, but again, I mean, you play these teams 19 times a season. You're not going to win every game, but they chose a bad time to lose a game yeah. against the Orioles. Yeah. Um, but, I mean – you're looking at if the Red Sox win tonight and the Yankees lose tonight, those two teams are tied. And then, you know, and like you said, then there's Toronto who's a game behind and then the Mariners who don't play, but they'll still be right there in the mix too. So now you're looking at, okay, any, it's any of these teams yeah. that can get in now at this point. And then if the Red Sox and Yankees tie, the Red Sox own the tiebreaker there because of the mm -hmm. season series. So then, you know, so that could create for some serious complications here. So I'm looking at it as from a Yankees standpoint tonight is, is probably the most important game for them going forward out of these. Yeah. Games. This is the whole season for the Yankees tonight. Honestly, yeah. it really could be. I mean, this is a crazy situation. I'm not used to this. I know you, I don't think you Red Sox fans are used to this too no, much I'm either not. coming down to the end. Like it's normally either like we got it set or we're out of it. I mean, it's most of the time it's set well before this. I've never had a, such a playoff race like this before. Like since Me I've been either. so invested in this team, it's just a crazy, it's just uncharted waters for both of us. It's kind of fun, exciting, scary, all those things in one. Um, so if I would be lying to you if I told you I wasn't nervous tonight, obviously I'm confident in my team because I always am, but like there's a lot on the line. If they lose, it's gonna be a mess because the Mariners play the Angels, they can sweep the Angels. The Mariners are on fire, the Angels and then stink. the Blue Jays and the Blue Jays play the Orioles now. That too, that too. And the Red Sox play the Nationals now. I know that's why this is so crazy. Like tonight is what everything's about because I'm not as worried about Tampa Bay either. Because I feel like the Yankees should take two of three, no matter what happens, almost you would think. Yeah, because, at least because take two of Tampa's three. not really playing for anything at that point. No, the only thing that worries me, and I'll, I've been saying this, I think you've seen me say it. The Yankees play terribly during the day for some reason. And they yeah, have two. I've heard you say that on Twitter too. You're they like, do. I don't know why, but this team doesn't show up during no, the day. No, like they're like 23 and 35 or something. Like, and they can, it seems like the bats always die during the day. Even that yeah. four o'clock game against you guys in the beginning, we were sucked. And then, with the light, anything, then yeah. when the lights turns on, it got dark outside. It's true. It's <laughs> bat woke up and we it's were true. good. It seems to be something It's very strange. I don't know what it is, but that does give me a slight concern, if, especially if we lose tonight. If we win tonight, I'll be good, and then can figure out the day issues. Like with the magic numbers too, like just win two games. But yeah. 
Obviously, help if other teams lose too. Yeah, I mean, that too. The Red Sox cannot lose to the Orioles tonight. There I don't no, think you guys lose tonight. I can't see no, that. No choice but to win this game. I mean, <laughs> I think that game against the Orioles, I mean, that was a bad game, obviously, and it happens to every team. And I mean, you would know this because the Yankees <laughs> have struggled against um, eight losses that have us in this position right now. Which, being, that's what I think, too. I mean, terrible. I think the Yankees talent wise should be closer to where the Rays were. Yeah. But they, it's the fact that they could not beat up on Baltimore. I mean, the Rays went 18 and one against Baltimore this year. And that's the difference maker between them and the Yankees right now, because they were able to take care of Baltimore, as was everybody else in the division. I mean, the Red Sox yeah. and the Blue Jays have respectable records against Baltimore this year. It was really just the Yankees couldn't take care of them. I and know. that's why they're in the place they're at. Because talent wise, I think that they are above the other teams fighting for a wild card spot right now. And when people said before the season started that the Yankees should be the American League favorite, I think that was justifiable because I think on paper the Yankees have the most talented team. But I, I think that they, first of all, I mean, they had some injuries obviously this year, but also just they just weren't playing up to their potential for a lot of the first half of the season. And I do think after the All-Star break, we started to really see the Yankees as the team that we expected them to be all year. I mean, at least me personally, the Yankees team that I saw in the second half of the season, which obviously I wasn't happy about that because I wanted them to struggle more, but that was the team that I expected to see all season is the one I'm seeing now in the second half. And I think that things started to click more for them in the second half, but the first half of the season really hurt them because look at where they're at now. A hundred percent. I I would I would actually agree with most of what you said. I mean, I thought we would easily win this division. I thought Tampa would take that step back. Tampa just continues to defy the odds. They throw a bunch of names out there and they just get it done. Young no kids, people that are just so good. Lonzo Franco, Shane Baz, two studs now that are going to lead them into the playoffs, and they have so much talent. They don't have any money down there, but they make it work. You you lose Tyler Glass now, you think oh this team's screwed? Nope, not I at thought all. So. You I lose. thought their season was yeah, going to be over. Yeah, me too. I thought they we would get it off that maybe, and then Blake Snell they lose Charlie Morton. It doesn't matter. Like their bats get it done. They have timely hitting. They have a lot of power. They do strike out a lot. That's the one thing that they do. But they are very they, when they make their hits count, basically. And their pitching is yeah. just ridiculous. Like the bullpen, you could just pick a name out of there, and they're going to throw a hundred plus, and they're going to have this lefty specialist sidearm or righty. Like they haven't they have an answer for everything. Like Kevin Cash can literally combat everything out there. It's but. so true because there were times when I was watching Red Sox Rays games this year, and I'd be like, "Who the heck is this pitcher that's out <laughs> yeah. there right now?" I've Doesn't never heard of this person before, but he just threw like just retired <laughs> six straight batters in two innings. Like I With don't these. even know who this person is. <laughs> yeah, it's just absolutely ridiculous. And yeah, I, do, I think Kevin Cash is a really good manager too. I think got, he knows what he's yeah. doing over there, and he knows how to utilize his guys. And I think that that's super important because I think that's something that other managers might struggle with. And he seems to know how to make a lot of good decisions. Obviously, there's an exception in the World Series last year in game yeah, and then, the World Series yeah. last year. But I think overall, he's a good manager. And I think he knows how to utilize his players. And from on another standpoint, you have the Red Sox who completely surprised everybody this year because, I mean, I don't think anybody really thought that the Red Sox were going to be a 90-win baseball team and fighting so. for a wild card spot this year. I mean, a lot of people thought – a lot of people I talked to before the season started thought the Red Sox would be down where the Orioles are. Maybe, well, not quite as bad as the Orioles, but that they that, would be, but... you know, in fourth place in the division and yeah. – like, 
not even like not even sniffing the idea of the postseason. Yeah. I thought like fourth to third place. You know, we talked. I, you guys exceeded my expectations, despite you guys coming back down to earth kind of after the All Star break. Um, it yeah. was kind of opposites. Like Red Sox started great, Yankees not great. Yankees caught the momentum. Yeah. They were ahead, and the Yankees came back down to earth. Now we're both kind of like trying to see what's going to happen at the end here. Um, the Yankees in the beginning, a lot of injuries, a lot of bad performances. Offensively, I've kind of been puzzled all year why the team hasn't hit better. The pitching's really carried the Yankees yeah. this year. They have the one of the best. I think they have the lowest ERA in the AL, actually. Um, yeah, they've been yeah. great pitching, but they, the hitting hasn't been there. You know, it's a lot of boomer busts. When the homers don't come, the Yankees really struggle. That hasn't changed. Um, Gallo and Rizzo haven't been as good as I would hope either of them, really, unfortunately, especially Gallo. They're really well, defensively. Late. They're defensively. Well, not, not even Gallo lately. I don't know what's going on with him, but now yeah. he, he's injured. I, I know. I actually back up Gallo's defense more than anyone, but I don't know what's going on right now. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I, I agree with you, though. I think that they – when the Yankees acquired them at the trade deadline, I was like, well, great. Like, first they go and they get Joey Gallo. Then they get Anthony Rizzo, who we all thought was going to end up in a Red Sox uniform. Yeah, we um, did. And I thought that was going to be a huge difference maker for the Yankees, which, I mean, they they still – I mean, I don't see I, – I don't really see them as guys who made a dramatic difference to the lineup because they still – the, the team isn't overall hitting that well, really, still. And that's been the main issue for them this yeah. year. They can't get run support for a lot of their pitchers mm-hmm. a lot of the time. And I think you're right. I mean, the reason that they're still in this right now is because of how strong their pitching is. Because their pitching has helped them win a lot of games. But their lineup has not been that good. And their lineup, I'm looking at, and and I'm like, you know, this is a lineup that is hard to really feel threatened by on any given night. Because they – if they're, you, I think you said it best. I think if they're not hitting home runs, they don't really know how to generate offense as much in other ways as you see with other teams. Like that's what I think the Red Sox have as an advantage over the Yankees is their pitching is definitely not as good, but their lineup I think is more versatile in terms of they can generate runs in more ways besides hitting home runs. Like they can hit mm-hmm. singles and doubles and they can advance base runners, things like that. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. Or they'll, or they, um, they kind of just find ways to get on base more. Like they'll take walks, or they'll yeah. do other things type thing. And so I think that from an offense standpoint, if it were to be a Red Sox Yankees wild card game, I think absolutely the Yankees obviously have the pitching advantage, but I think the Red Sox have the offensive advantage. Yeah, um, the Red Sox have been very scrappy in offense. Like the Yankees actually did score the runs yesterday with the homer, but of course they lose. Um, Cole didn't yeah. have it, and I'm a little concerned with Garrett, but I'm not jumping off the edge. He hasn't started the wild card game. I've been seeing some crazy takes on Twitter. Oh, bullpen, they gave Nestor Monty. I'm like, guys, get out of here. Come on. Like, it's yeah, I've seen Cole, a lot so. of people on Twitter this morning <laughs> even just bashing Garrett Cole after last night or trying to give up on him. And I'm like, guys, I mean, the man is human. Like, he's allowed to have a bad start. Everybody does. I mean, he's mm-hmm. still one of the best in the game at what he does. I mean, he just yeah. had a bad start, kind of like Chris Sale has had bad starts, but that doesn't make, mean that he's not a good pitcher. And you have right. to take into account the fact that Toronto has a very, very lethal lineup when fully healthy. That lineup yeah. terrifies me when they're me healthy. Too. Nobody no, wants to see Toronto in a one-game playoff, I don't think. No. I, if they get past the Wilds card game, they can do some serious damage in the postseason. Yeah, I think no. Everybody is aware of that, and I think – 
everybody is terrified. I, I, I would like the Red Sox chances against the Yankees better than I would the Blue Jays right now because that Blue Jays lineup, I think, mm. is terrifying. Yeah, I feel the same way against Boston or Mariners. The Blue Jays is the last team I want to see. I think you agree also. Yeah, it is. Um, it is. Yeah, that lineup's deep. I mean, Boba Shett just murders the Yankees, makes a living of it. Marcus Simeon, too, has like eight homers against him now. Vlad Jr. does it too. And the Blue Jays, to your point, they actually have a lot of power. They have four guys, 100 plus RBIs, but um, they also situationally hit very well too. Like they'll move the guys yes. over. Like they had a sack fly. We had a sack fly yesterday. Like Vlad Jr. gets the double over to draw in an infield after the Gallo mistake. It's just like another run ends up being the difference. But um, it's going to be intense. And then I actually want to get your. Didn't Bichette have. Um... Didn't he, I, didn't he have a pretty good game last night? He had two homers. That's what I thought. He had I the game he had winner. two homers or something yeah. like that. Yeah, he had the game winner. So I want to ask you something. I think you saw this about the Red Sox. So they actually said Nathan Navaldi would start the wild card game and yep. not Chris Sale. So what do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, they, they had said that originally a couple of weeks ago. They said that likely based on how the pitching would line up that they would have a Valdi in line to start the wild card game, but they just confirmed this, that he definitely would be the starter for the wild card game. And I've asked a lot of Red Sox fans this question because I'd be curious what their answer is about who would you feel more comfortable seeing on the mound in a wild card game? Would you rather see sale or a Valdi? And I've gotten mixed responses, but most people were like, you have to throw sale because he's your ace. That's what and, I thought you would do you know, too. He's your best pitcher. And to that, from that perspective, I definitely do understand that because it's like, you know, despite everything Chris Sale went through, he's still pitching pretty well overall right now. And like, he's obviously not right now the Chris Sale that we all know him as, which no. he's fine though, because um, it, it, what we, he wasn't expected to be that until next season, probably anyway, yeah, because of, of Tommy John. You know, coming back from Tommy John. But Avaldi overall this season has been very good. He's been our most consistent starter all year. I mean, he had a bad start against the Yankees recently, but I mean, about I time. Can't... He normally owns us. I was so happy to see that. The, he normally eats the Yankees up and the Yankees got him that day. But... And the, thing, the thing about Avaldi that I will say is every time he has a bad start, he always comes back and is super strong his next outing. I mean, last night he had a great, I mean, that's not saying much because it first of all was the Orioles, but I mean, even so though, He's solid I think he, needed though. That I know as, he needed that yeah. as kind of a confidence boost after the bad start he had in home against the Yankees. So I think that he needed that shutout against the Orioles to kind of bounce back. But here's what I'll say. I think it really depends on who the Red Sox play in the wild card game, who I would trust more. Cause I think that that's a big factor in this, because if we, if we're playing the Yankees, I still do, even despite that start that Evaldi had last week, I still think overall based on his numbers against the Yankees, I would trust Evaldi still. Cause I think that, I trust that he would clean things up. Um, but if it was anybody else, if we were playing the Blue Jays or the Mariners, I still think I would trust Chris Sale more. Okay. But we have to – I mean, I have to trust Evaldi because that's who we're going to be rolling with. And I think – I haven't heard really anything yet on um, Alex Cora coming out and saying anything really in particular in detail about why that decision was made. But I think he must trust Evaldi more, maybe because he's had more starts this season and he Could feels be. like he's been more consistent overall in terms of the amount of starts he's had. And maybe, maybe it's a situation where you have Evaldi pitch the first few innings and then you bring Chris Sale in 
for a few innings after that. And then you just throw in your best relievers after that type thing. So I don't think this eliminates the idea of sale being used in the game at all. And maybe right. he doesn't have a full start. Maybe he just pitches a few innings and then you bring in sale. Maybe that's how they go yeah. about it. The question is, there's a couple of things here. I think I agree with you for the most part. The one thing I would say is that some friends of mine are concerned with is that if you if you guys threw sale, be like, oh, the Yankees haven't seen sale all year. Like, there's that fact. Like, we've seen Evaldi a few times now. Obviously, it's been made mostly success except for last time. But that's an interesting thing. And then that I'm is yeah, that's a good point too. They'd be facing sale for the first time since he came back from Tommy John surgery. Yeah, so that would be something. And like you said, he's not the same pitcher, so maybe Evaldi is the better choice. The other thing is that you'll notice, too, is that you guys might end up pitching sale against Washington again to the playoffs if you still have to, to try to get your – or to even get yourselves ahead and make well, the game back at Fenway. That's the whole thing, too, that I was going to bring up is we need to get to the wild card game first before even thinking about the wild card game. So it might come down to the fact that – if we need if we need sale to start in this series against the Nationals because that could help us get there, then I think they do do that, in which case he wouldn't be able to start the wild card game anyway. So I think from that perspective, that could be part of the logic in why this decision was be. made as well with the Valdi, because we need to get to the wild card game before having somebody pitch in the wild card game anyway. And if it's down to the wire and the Red Sox need to win one of those games to get into a playoff spot that I think they have sale pitch one of those games to help us get into the spot. Yeah, know? that's a good point. Like we were saying, that's very plausible. I think that can end up happening. And tonight you guys should definitely win. I mean, Pavetta was pretty good against us. He just got a little tired towards the end and he didn't yeah. make it that far into it, but he, he started off. On, he, no, he, he was, he impressed me. He started off on fire. Uh, didn't, we didn't hit him as well as I thought we would. Obviously the bullpen blew it, but He's going to have an easier task against the Orioles. He has been kind of up and down this year, but I think he'll be okay. And then you guys face Wells, who is the Orioles over seven. He hasn't pitched that much, but, like, it should be a prime opportunity to tee off. That's I why mean, the offense, though, has been – the Red Sox offense lately before last night has not been that good lately because the offense was really the thing that was um, losing a lot of these games because the pitching hadn't been that bad overall. They just couldn't hit really. So that was an yeah, issue. Yeah, I saw that, it, obviously. But last night was – we saw the offense that we're used to seeing from the Red Sox. I mean, J.D. had a big game. Um, uh, let's see. Who else had a pretty good game? Um, Verdugo drove in a couple runs last night. Um, Devers looked pretty good. So, I mean – um, and Bogart. So it's, it's those, we need those guys to be hitting in order for the Red Sox to um, be able to be winning these games. Cause you can't have, you know, you can't have like one or two guys producing and then expect to win games. Like it needs to yeah. be, if they're all hitting, this is a tough lineup to pitch to. I feel like, cause I right. do feel like if everybody's really hitting, if you have like Devers hitting Renfro hitting Bogart's hitting, Schwarber and JD hitting that's a tough lineup for pitchers to face and so I mean theoretically on paper tonight is a night that the Red Sox should win and they do need to win this game because it, it would be unacceptable to not beat the Orioles again um, especially with these circumstances so and this is a pitcher they should be able to hit so hopefully they can win that game um, and then just focus on what happens when you go to DC but I think from the standpoint of do the Red Sox have enough to win a wild card game with Evaldi pitching. I do think that they do as long as they're hitting. Like if they're hitting and they can show run support, I do trust Evaldi 
to be able to be pretty good because for the most part, he's been super consistent this year. And, and we knew for a, most of the time that we could rely on him in his starts. Yeah, that's a great point. Just um, I've noticed his play. I mean, he was an all-star this year for a reason. He's definitely didn't earn that nod. He's definitely been the most consistent pitcher. Um, so it's going to be a lot of fun to see what happens. A lot of crazy situations completely unfolding. And I still do can't you, Do you trust Sale to pitch in – do you trust Garrett Cole to pitch in a wild card game despite his start last night? Because now you yeah, have I do. people on Twitter that are – I I think overreacting, <laughs> some Yankees fans on Twitter, and saying – just giving up on Cole and saying, no, he can't start in the wild card game. I know. All this stuff, which I think is honestly ridiculous. But. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I trust him still. I mean, that's your guy. You invested in him. He has had a rough September. I'm not sure if there's something lingering from the hamstring. That is a concern. His velo is still there. Location not quite there. I don't know why he kept throwing so many fastballs early on in the Blue Jays, kept killing the fastballs. That's something that's very curious to me. Should have mixed in some more off speeds. Um, but I still trust him, of course. That's what I was saying before. It's outrageous not to. Like, you're not going to throw Nestor Cortez out there. I love Nasty Nestor, but you're not throwing Cortez out there with a season on the line. You're not going to bullpen the game. Someone's like, too Sevy, King, Holmes, the lines. I'm like, you're going to put it all on those guys. If one of those guys is bad, you end up going home. Like, no. You and can't then, do that in a one-game no. playoff elimination game. No, yeah. I mean, we had the mishap with Severino that basically turned into a bullpen game the Yankees won, but that's not what yeah. you want to actually do. And then Montgomery's been great, but we need him for game, hopefully game one at ALDS. They're not putting him out there. He might pitch Saturday, too, so that would take him out anyway because oh, yeah. he's on schedule to pitch Saturday. It's going to be cold, obviously. Really? The one thing I'm worried about, and I don't want this to happen, and you talked about Sunday and guys pitching. I don't want Cole pitching Sunday at three days rest, having to get the Yankees into the playoffs. That would be a nightmare scenario for us. Because I, in that situation, that would do that. Do you think yeah. that's something Aaron Boone would do? Because no, that yeah. that would be on short rest. You know what I mean? Because he pitched last night. No, they but would. If, they said he's ready. If it comes down to the last game of the season and they might not make the playoffs because of that, do you think that Aaron Boone would do that? Yeah, they said Cole said he's ready to go on three days if they need him to. I'm not sure if they would start him, but he can he can probably give a few innings that day. Like I hope it doesn't come to that because that'll be a nightmare for a lot of different reasons. I don't know if I trust that situation. I'll trust him Tuesday, obviously. But um, do you think Montgomery would pitch the wild card game in that case if he were to pitch Sunday and they were to win that game and get into the wild card game? No, at that point, that's this causes so many issues because. First of all, Cortez would be on three days rest, and he's not that type of pitcher to go on three days rest. If he did, like, yeah. he would only be for a few innings. If Mon- if you had to burn Monty on Saturday, then Cole on Sunday, you're probably looking at Kluber or a bullpen game, which would be pretty rough. For so, a wild card game, that would be rough. Yeah, I don't want that Kluber, to happen. I mean, when Kluber's good, when he's on point, he's very, very good and is very tough to hit. But when he's not good – He's really not good, and no. I feel like he's the type of pitcher that you don't know which version of him you're going to get. That's why I'm nervous for tonight. You don't a want bit. that kind of pitcher throwing out there in a wild card game, I'd say. No, like if it was the old Kluber, hell yeah, put him out there. But oh, yeah, like the old Kluber, yeah, yeah, go ahead, do it. But the issue is him; he's lost his velocity too. So like he was never a guy that relied on velo, but now it's lower than ever. So if he misses the location of his fastball, that's a home run. His breaking yeah. stuff has to be on point, and then the fastball has to work off that. That's how we need to set the tone. If he has good command, he can still beat anyone. But if his command is off, he can get hit by anyone, too. Like you said, that's the problem. 
Uh, and he's had, and he's coming back. He's rehabbing still. He's been back almost this whole month. So yeah. that one start he had was good against Cleveland, but Cleveland can't hit anyone. Although he did have good stuff that day. Um, Cleveland, so, yeah, Cleveland. I mean, I was surprised Cleveland took two of three there. That was bad too. You know, series. these these are the that situations was, that was coming off of them losing two of three to the Orioles. I know these are the situations in the games I'm kicking myself for now, saying we if we just want one or two of those, we wouldn't be having this stressful kind of discussion I'm having with you right now. <laughs> but, yeah, um, really. I mean, because the Yankees, you those are the games that you look back on, and you're like. These were games that they should have been able to win mm-hmm. that they didn't win. I mean, you can't be losing two of three at home to Baltimore. Then you can't be losing no. two of three to Cleveland mm-hmm. either. And then, I mean, even that Mets Yankees. That too. They lost two of the Mets. one that I'm looking back at yeah. recently, and I'm like, wow. I mean, Lindor basically just owned the Yankees. Uh, and then the Mets were done. That was the World Series. The Mets just collapsed after that. But yeah. they got that last laugh and punch in, unfortunately, before they went down. Like, I wish they collapsed the day before when we beat them and just gave, folded. But I was at that game. That was tough. But um, You were at that? Yeah, I was at the Subway Series finale. We lost. It's been a roller coaster yeah, that season. Yeah, that Sunday night baseball Yep, game. I was there. I've been to a few, some, I think, two Sunday nights this year. But um, I mean, roller, with the Red Sox, I'm looking three. at, there, there's always, you're always going to pinpoint certain parts of the season, I feel like, as to, you know, we wouldn't be in this situation if it weren't yeah, for this. I have so many. That, that <laughs> happens. But, I mean, with the Red Sox, I mean, I'm looking at it with, that huge slump they went in when they lost all those games in a row and couldn't figure out what they were doing. And it yeah. right after the all-star break in the second yep. half of the season, I'm looking at that part of the season. Cause I'm like, I mean, that was really your downfall. I mean, you had a 10 game lead over the Yankees yep. and like you were leading the AL East and were in a good position to maybe win that division and then just fell apart. And I think had that whole slump not happened and they played good baseball, like we'd be looking at a completely different situation right now too. So you're always going to look at those parts of the season that were super frustrating. And I mean, a lot the sad part was a lot of those games were winnable too. I mean, they lost two to Detroit, which that's a team. Oh, that yeah. To yep, we got we got swept so, by Detroit at one point, I think. I so we're Early feeling on, the same right? pain. Like that was I think it was actually Memorial Day weekend. Like things were not yeah. looking good. Like it was after they came off a, few, a lot of great wins too. like this. Both our seasons have been roller coasters. Like the Yankees have had their ups, they've had their downs. 13 game winning streak. And you follow that by going like two and nine. And like, what are you doing? Like, you're not, you're losing, you're losing games to the Angels. Like, you lose to Oakland. Okay. That's a good team. Oh, fine. Yeah. Lose to Oakland. Oakland sure. But like, Angels, you lose to Baltimore and you have these stretches against Mets, like the Cleveland. Like, that's where the Yankees fell apart. They were in a good position after a 13 game winning streak. They had a nice cushion on the wild card. But that four game sweep to the Blue Jays is really why we're here. That was the mm-hmm. thing. That's what I'm going to circle huge. all the time. Like, four games in a row at home to the Blue Jays. That really put them the back Yankees in it. Game. That put them back in it. Like, yeah. I was looking at that as a way to get them out of it. And But they, it was the exact opposite. They got them right back in it. The Blue Jays get hot. They take over the Yankees spot. Now the Yankees get it back. But it all doesn't now. None of it matters. It's all about these last four. We can complain all we want, but they got to execute to end the season. It's true. Yeah, because now it's like we can't do anything about that. So we could no. dwell on these specific points of the season, and we can look at certain games and be like, well, if the result was different here. But it's like, yeah, well, it wasn't. And so here yeah. we are. So now we have to just focus on these yeah. last four games, which is insane. <laughs> I mean, this is going to be an insane four days of baseball. I mean, what, what – from your perspective, I mean, how do you think realistically this ends based on the team's records going forward? Like at the end of 
at the end of the night on Sunday when these games are oh, over, man. what two teams do you think we're looking at in the wild card game? It's got to be Yankees, Red Sox still. I you think, think it has still, to be. I be. think it has to be because I figure that the Yankees will maybe lose, hopefully, just one, go three and one down the stretch. Red Sox, I think you guys will either run the table or maybe lose one to the Nationals or something. I think you probably win tonight. Um, Juan Soto could take over a game, though. You know that as well as I do. So yeah, you got to so be good. careful with him. But um, Yankees, and I think it, I think it will because if the Yankees win tonight, I'm gonna assume they win tonight because they literally they have to. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go I mean, with the win. Not, they don't really have a choice. Yeah, I know. That's why. I'm, and they they and you know the one thing about this team is when they're backed into a quarter, they have to win. Most of the time, they've won. So I'm gonna keep that rolling and hope that happens. So yeah. then if that happens, the Blue Jays are basically out of it at that point because then they'd be two games back with three to play. So that would take care of them. The Mariners are going to be a problem, though. But at the same time, it's the Mariners. So you have to – you think that you think that something could always happen. Like, you can't expect them just to finish strongly. They might lose a game or something. They haven't made the playoffs in 19 years. They're going to start to feel the pressure soon. Like, they can't the just Mariners keep... are tough. They are, are, they are tough, and nobody's been talking about them, but they've just been creeping up on everybody. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Like, it's just – and the run differentials minus 50. They're such a fluky team. Like, you don't expect anything from them. I just feel like they're going to choke at some point. Like, I just feel like they can't continue winning. Like, something – they've won, like, 10 straight, I think. Like, eventually it's going to bottom out, I would think. Well, but strength of schedule, though, helps works them. in their favor. No, I know. They play the Angels. But yeah, exactly. That's the, pro that's the problem know. with them is that's a team that they could easily sweep. But, again – I mean, the Angels could be sneakily tough. I mean, the Red Sox lost two of three to the we Angels. We lost to them, too. I mean, so, I mean, it was – yeah, it's that's a team that I feel like can be sneaky. You know they, what I mean? Yeah, I they should, like yeah, they I do. Off the Mariners. That's like what I'm saying. Said, when a team's on a win streak like that, like that could end at any time. It's going to bottom out. Like, if they, fin if they prove us wrong, go – straight through the season and win it all out like i'm like more power to them like why and they can I, come to us for talking about would, it on this podcast i would tip know? my hat and be like wow this team actually after 19 years won like double digit games in a row to make a push to make this playoff run maybe if they somehow make it that'd be crazy but here's the other issue they've been messing with their pitching a lot too they've had guys going short rest like tyler anderson's gone on short rest um i think they had logan gilbert going short rest yesterday like eventually that's going to catch up to them too like, they're doing a lot of things to just try to win all these games as they go. But at some point, we all know that doesn't work. So we're going to have to see how it unfolds for them. But like you said, the Angels can hit the ball. They can't pitch, but they have hitters still. Like, Otani's not pitching. That's a big break for him, too. But he's still going to be hitting. Yeah, and that's the problem with the Angels is they have, they have a decent lineup. Their lineup is not bad. They just have no pitching to go with it. And if they could get some decent pitching, they could actually be a pretty good team that competes in their division. I mean, and it'll be nice when it's not just the Astros winning that division all the time. Um, yeah. There's other teams in the mix. And, I mean, I, I thought Oakland had a chance, but now Oakland is eliminated from the playoffs after last night. But I still was hoping that the A's won last night just to I give know. all of us some breathing room I from know. a wild card standpoint because if that would have been a huge help if the Mariners lost last night. Yeah, because they would have been two. I think they would have been the two games back or two. They would no, they would have been two and a half behind the Yankees if they had lost. Guys, so basically, yeah. we're, we'd be set with them. Now we're not. The Mariners single-handedly ended the A's season. They beat them like 11 straight games. So the A's have to look back at themselves and be like, we couldn't beat this Mariners team. That's why we're sitting home. You know, the exactly, A's are because that's, that's so true because the A's beat the rest of us. I mean, they played the other teams 
the other contenders pretty tough. It was just they could not beat the Mariners, and that's no. the only reason why they're not in playoff contention right now. I know. It's it's absolutely crazy that the Mariners just destroyed the eighth season single-handedly. Like, it's, it's something absurd. Like, we haven't seen this ever. Like, sometimes matchups are bad. Like, teams just can't match up for some reason. It becomes psychological at a certain point, and the Mariners had to be in the ace heads at that point. Like, they just couldn't beat them. Like, they couldn't yeah. even win one game. Like, we were just asking for at least one win to give us some breathing room. But nope, the Mariners just keep winning. Everybody <laughs> just wanted the A's to at least pull out a couple of games there, you know. But I think, you know, I think I'm looking at this whole situation. And I feel like, in a way, I do agree with you that at the end of the day, it is still going to end up being Red Sox-Yankees. Where that game is played is still yet to be determined because I think that still could go either way. Yeah, like, I'm nervous about that, that too. But I think, I think the Blue Jays. If the Yankees beat the Blue Jays tonight, then I'll feel a little bit better about where the Red Sox are at in terms of the wild card. Because the, if the if they if the Red Sox win tonight and the Blue Jays lose, then that gives us breathing room on Toronto as well. Um, because I need to take those types of games because they play the Orioles next, who they should yeah. be able to sweep. So I think. I'm looking at it from that perspective. And I think tonight's Yankees blue Jays game is going to determine a lot of that. Cause if the blue Jays win, yeah. then I'm like, well, maybe the blue Jays make it. I don't know. Yeah. So that would be, I mean, in a way I would like to see the blue Jays win because I want the Red Sox to have a chance to host that game. And if the Red Sox win tonight, they'll be tied with the Yankees, in which case that would put them in the, in the spot to host the game. Yeah. So I kind of, I have mixed opinions on that game right now. Yeah, I understand. If the Red Sox win their game, they benefit either way, no matter who wins. <laughs> well, for me, I know exactly what needs to happen. I want the Red Sox to lose the Yankees to win. So there's nothing mixed about that. Do, but, I mean, <laughs> I hope we can beat the Orioles because yeah. that would just be pathetic well, if it's the last week of the season and you lose to the Orioles twice. Then that's just – then you don't deserve a playoff spot at that yeah. point. Because these are the types of games that they need to win. And I was extremely frustrated – the other night because I was oh, like, you already lost you. three games in a row in an important series against the Yankees at home, which shouldn't, you should not have done that in the first place. Like you need to win those games, but then you go and you add to that by losing another game to the Orioles who are a team that you should be able to beat on any night with Chris sale pitching. So I was super annoyed because I was like, if you're going to lose games like this, then you do not deserve to be in the playoffs. But I mean, I'm looking at this as the Red Sox are, are going to, likely be an, I don't want to jinx it because I mean, who knows what could happen. They could lose the next four games and not be a 90 win baseball team, but the Red Sox are likely going to be a 90 win baseball team, which is pretty impressive considering what they had at the beginning of the season and that nobody thought that they were going to be doing this in 2021. Um, I think if they play in the wild card game, it's going to be really, really fun. Cause I think that they, can compete with those teams, especially with the offense that the Red Sox have. Because, I mean, as you know, the Red Sox have the type of offense that can just really break through at any time and just really attack pitching at any time when fully healthy. And I think that that's the thing that the Red Sox have right there is that lineup, if everybody's hitting, can be really scary and hit pitchers. And, I mean, even Garrett Cole, I mean, for the most part this season, they hit Garrett Cole pretty well. I actually would feel – more nervous to face Montgomery, I think, because the Red Sox have struggled against him more this year. Yeah, that's an interesting point you bring up. Cole has struggled against Boston, no question. You guys let him up at Fenway Park. 
the last start was pretty good, but it, it yeah. didn't end up that great because the three-run bomb. Like, I was nervous because I thought the command wasn't there. People were like, oh, it's a no-hitter. I'm like, okay, but these walk three guys, like, I'm here. Like, yeah. it looks okay. Like, it's not like what you guys think it is. And then He did not I, look stellar. No, I know. I said the same thing. I knew he was going to give up runs, too. I was like, he's not going to end up getting a shutout here. Like, I was like, I was just waiting for something to happen. I'm like, we were up by enough. I was like, okay, like, he'll get through six. We'll be good. Like, I'm okay with this. But, like, I need to be better. Yeah, and then obviously he wasn't better. And this start is way more concerning than the Boston start. But, um, yeah, and then something else you said before I thought was interesting about the Yankees' offense being carried by two guys. It's really Judge and Stanton. Like, the rest of it hasn't been too impressive. Like, those are the only two guys that played up to their baseball cards, you know. Judge and Stanton's war is, like, almost double everyone else's combined. So, it's a little skewed because Brazil and Gallo weren't here the whole year. But um, it was, like, 10 to – it was, like, 9.4 to, like, 5.3 or something. It was crazy. Judge and Stanton have really held the Yankees up. And I'm thankful that they've both been healthy. It's been huge this year. Um, but they, they're they going to have to continue the role, and they need help from other guys to contribute, though it can't just be them. Urshela's been stepping up lately. He's been getting pretty hot, so they need to yeah. see more. Like, the Rizzos and the Gallos, they need to start to wake up. As Well, Gallo might be out tonight because he also got hit in the hand, so there's that. Really? Yeah, and then there's Luke Voigt also limped off, but he might play today because Robbie Ray's a lefty. He's been out for a while, though, so we'll see. It's going to be interesting. I think, I think Luke Voigt is a good hitter when he's healthy, um, too. I think that that's yeah. somebody that you guys could really use. And, I mean, Gary Sanchez overall has been a disappointment at the plate as well. Yeah, especially his defense. I'm more concerned with that. I mean, his, his hitting's like barely above average, too. But, like, yeah. his hitting is not what – it doesn't make up for the bad defense. Like, it's just not good yeah. enough. I need to see more as well. He has been kind of disappointing. Um and Luke Voigt, to your point, the problem is, like, the DH and first base alignment. Like, they don't want to play stand in outfield that much. That's why you see Gardner out there a lot. They don't want to put Judge in center field, obviously, and too much. And um, Rizzo's way better defensively, obviously. You know, that leaps and bounds ahead of Luke Voigt defensively. So, that's why he's been buried on the bench. Tonight might be a big spot for him. Yesterday, he gets up in a big spot. I kind of thought it was questionable. After not playing for a week, they basically put him in the biggest situation in the game, and then he strikes out on a terrible pitch, and he, like, limps off. So, like, it's been a, it's been tough to manage Voight right now, because like, he's supposed to be an everyday player, but they can't get the at-bats for him. Yeah, exactly, and that's that's tough, because that's what, that's what I was even wondering in the first place when they got Rizzo, because I was like, how are they going to handle that whole situation with Luke Voigt, and who are they going to utilize when, and what exactly are they going to be doing with these guys, and who's going to be moved where? So I was really intrigued by that whole situation in the first place, and I feel like part of the reason they got him is because they were – weren't sure if, if Voight was even going to be healthy. That was part of it for so sure. I think that, that was part of the reason why they got him because they felt like they needed a reliable first baseman in case Voight wasn't healthy. That's a good do point. They, do you think that Voight, um, that they trade him in the offseason and, and keep Rizzo, or do you think that they don't – I mean, they have Rizzo for another year though, right? Or no, no? Um, I got you. So Gallo is here, no, for, another Gallo Gallo is here for another year. Rizzo's yeah. a free agent. I think Void could be moved even if Rizzo doesn't get re-signed. I think he may have fallen out of favor. Like, they don't seem to want to play him as much. I think the Yankees have seen the value of having a good lefty defensive first baseman, so maybe they'll try to get someone else even if it's not a Rizzo. I could see that. It also helps balance him a little bit better. I mean, there's still a chance Void could stay. I'm not going to completely ship him off, but I wouldn't be shocked if he gets moved. Okay. Yeah. So you think that even if they They tried to. They wanted to trade him. 
I know. Uh, they wanted to trade him at the trade deadline. Yeah. yeah. They weren't able to, though. They didn't like the value in return. Exactly. Yeah. But I know they tried to trade him at that point. But I, I, I kind of agree with you. I do think that they at least try a lot and give a big effort to try to trade him in the offseason this year and try uh -huh. to get something in return for him. And it'd be interesting to see where he goes. Um, yeah. But I mean, yeah, I think I think you hit the nail on the head with that. I think Judge and Stanton are the main contributors to the Yankees offense right now. And when those two aren't hitting, nobody is really is what it seems like. Yeah. Me, from what I've seen that it's if those two are not hitting that the offense is just dead kind of it's, and they can't really do yeah. much in general because then you have <laughs> yeah. Gallo who has been striking out a lot. And so you know, you need guys like that to step up more and contribute and start hitting if you want a, a chance to win a playoff series because you can't rely on just those two guys. And, I mean, it's like, it's like, yeah, I mean, those guys will get the big hits when you want them to. I mean, look at Stanton the last few games. I mean, again, look against the Red Sox and then again um, yeah. against Toronto. I mean, he'll get big those big hits when you need him to when there's men on base. And Stanton a lot of times is that guy that will give you that go-ahead home run. And Judge, same thing. He'll get that big hit when you need him to as well. But when they're not doing that or if they're striking out and not making contact and not getting those big hits, then your offense just seems to not be productive in general. And so it just seems like everything's fueled by those two, which I do think is a concern. Yeah, and that's a great point. And Stan literally carried the Yankees to the Fenway. He, he basically won all three games in a different aspect, if you look at it. All his homers basically iced the game. And then again, he does it again against Toronto. He ices it when we win the other game two days ago. So, yeah. and yesterday he almost did it too. He fly up to the track of right center. I, I really? was like, oh, yeah, I was like, wow. Like, I didn't think he actually got it, but like just the fact that it was that close, I was like, holy shit. And then Bo gets it like right there a little bit further. I was like, how does that go? And ours doesn't, but like, Baseball's were they, tough. Were, were they losing at that point when Stan? No, no, no. We were tied at five. It would have been another go ahead over. It would have been wow. crazy. But like, yeah. I know Bo Bichette had the go ahead home run. I yeah, saw that. He's but, it. Um, he's, a, he's a killer. A Yankee but, killer. But that's that what guy. I mean. That's that Blue Jays lineup in general. That's why if the Blue Jays were in the wild card game, I would I would genuinely be scared because they yeah. I don't think that they it's going to be really tough to stop them and if they end up in the ALDS that could be a serious problem for Tampa too. Also, they could pitch Robbie Ray the wild card too because he'll be on four days rest. I think actually no, I lied. He'd be on three days. So he's pitching they, today. Today. Yeah, so. he'd be on three days. So maybe they would probably not do that. They could probably do like Barrios. That would be good too. Um, yeah. Ryu's been banked up, so I don't think they would go to him in the wild card game, and then not going to do Manoa. So you're probably looking at Barrios if they make it. I have a nightmare scenario for you. I just thought in my head that I don't oh, think you enjoy. <laughs> so you gave me one that we talked about my nightmare scenario with the Cole pitching Sunday night. Yeah, so yeah. I'll give you one. So let's say the Yankees ends up getting the top wild card spot, and then the Red Sox drop a game, and the Mariners end up tying over. They have to play a one game playoff on Monday to play the Yankees, and they're right to play the Yankees on Tuesday. That would be so scary because that would just be so much for my anxiety, and I would be so scared. But it could happen. I mean, it really could happen because if the Red Sox lose tonight, they're tied with the Mariners. Yeah, so, that's the thing. That's it's, the thing. And so a, that's the problem there. So the Red Sox need to, first of all, win tonight. But also, even if they do win tonight, still only being up by one game on the Mariners going into the weekend still isn't enough because you never know yeah. what could happen and how that plays out after that. So, yeah, I mean, that's the other scenario is because um, imagine if they end up pitching sale on Sunday 
for a chance to get in and have yeah. that and, and keep that spot. But then they still have to play a one game playoff against Seattle on Monday. Then they probably, <laughs> I don't know who they would pitch at that point. If they want a Baldy for the wildcard game, probably Pavetta on short rest. And then you pitch a Baldy on Tuesday. So that would just be scary. I don't, yeah. I wouldn't like that. Yeah. That's a wild I just, situation. I don't think they can avoid that altogether. I, I'm just saying to the Red Sox, just win these next four games. So you don't have to worry about yeah, that. Me too. Just at least, out, they'll get a spot. Yeah. At least win three. About I think four, even if they, so even if that's what I was going to say too. I think even if they win tonight and take two of three from the nationals and don't sweep, then I still think they get a spot or they could get a spot at that point. Yeah, so. no, they could. I mean, the Yankees magic number is three. So we need three wins to assure any playoff game. So hopefully that's what happens. Um, there's so many nightmare scenarios that could play out. This or, I mean, if, or they lose could... tonight, if they lose tonight, then I'd be a little worried because then you're relying on Tampa and nobody knows what they're how they're going to treat that series. Yeah, I know. Well. The wheels are spinning for either of us if we, our teams lose tonight. That's what it comes down to. Like, I have a little more leeway, but at the same time, I'd be really nervous still because then that opens up so many other things. Um, yeah, because then it puts all three of those other teams behind you more in it because if you lose, you're looking at – all three of those teams, the Red Sox, Blue Jays, and Mariners, all being like within striking distance at that Yep, point. they'd all be one oh. game, and then the Red Sox would possibly be tied going into the final weekend. This is so much chaos. It's going to be, fun. It's gonna be <laughs> so fun, though. I'm excited. It's going to be nerve-wracking, but it's going to be so fun to just see how this all plays out, and I hope that by Sunday night I can sleep well knowing my team yeah, is Yeah, me too. Um, and that there's I'm, no one game. I mean, have you seen the three-team the three team tie scenario well this was talked yeah, about yeah i think so on my podcast and it was explained really well but it would just be pretty much insane how that all would work there it, would be two yeah. games basically um and then you know team a would host team b and the team a automatically gets a spot and then team b would travel to team c for another game and then the winner of that game goes to team a for the wild card game so it would be really crazy how that all works and that's how it would work if it was a three-team tie scenario now did you see my face when you were explaining all that yeah <laughs> because it's confusing i was trying to explain it to people on twitter too um it was it was both red sox and yankees fans asking me about it and trying to have me explain it because they felt like jeff passon didn't explain it well enough so basically if it's a three-team tie say it's like the red sox Blue Jays and Yankees and um I mean I'm not even counting a four team tie right now because that would just be way too confusing for me to deal with right now. Yeah, no, that's too much. Up, like, gotta go it ends up being a three team tie. <laughs> that's a four team like, tie. I think I'm gonna throw my phone like computer into the into the pool and just like, I mean, like pray, this is never gonna end. But and just like and just like pray that we somehow come out of it and face Tampa. But like if it's a yeah. three way tie, that's gonna be crazy too. Like would they play the game Monday and the winner goes to play the other team Tuesday? Is that like how it goes? I don't know exactly what the scheduling of it would look like, but they would have to probably move, push back the wild card game oh at that God. point for these games <laughs> to happen. Because, yeah, because you'd have two games in, in two days, probably. Because basically, Team A, it'd be Team A, B, and C is what they would be. If it say it's Red Sox, Yankees, and Blue Jays, mm -hmm. the Red Sox would pick which one of those three teams they want to be because they won the season series against both the other two teams. Okay. So they would basically pick if they want to be Team A, B, or C. Which if it were me, I'd be I'd want to be Team A. Of course. Then you first of all get to host that first game, and then even if you lose, you get another chance to play another game. It would be so like a round robin type um, thing. Oh my god. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then if and then whatever team loses that game goes to Team C. 
who hosts that second game. Okay, there. so like I'm assuming it's something like the first game, if it's B and C or done, whoever loses that game is just absolutely done. Then if no, a- no, 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 because it'd be it'd be whoever wins between the first game automatically advances to the wild card game and the loser gets another chance. Oh, the they get another the chance. First game, goes to team C and plays for the second wild card spot. Oh man, this is really the first game. So say the Yankees go to the Red Sox for the first game and the Red Sox win that game, then they automatically get the first wild card spot. Then the Yankees who lost get to play another game because they would then travel to Toronto for um, another game (laughs) to play for that second spot to determine who goes to Boston for the wild card game. So it it could be a mess, but it's, it would be really confusing, but um, like, I, I had someone explain it to me in a way that I understood now, so I'm happy about that. I think I kind of get it. I'm to the most. I think I understand it for the most part, but I'm I just, just hoping hope, that doesn't happen. I'm just hoping that no one, no, this, only the only passing wants it and people want chaos. But um, yeah, passing actual, wants it to happen because he knows how entertaining it would be. But it, us fans, I don't think want that from no, like a well-being perspective. No, I tried to get to bed early yesterday because I know the next two days are going to be crazy. So like. Oh, they're gonna um, be insane. Gonna be yeah, insane. I'm gonna be up. It's going to be absolutely crazy. Yeah, I know. Like these next few days. I mean, the Mariners are off, so I don't have to worry about the West Coast game yeah, tonight, thankfully. But tomorrow, I might even go. I don't even know yet. But one of my friends, if it was a clinch scenario, we were gonna go. But it looks like it won't be a clinch scenario tomorrow. So I think I might just go Saturday and then Sunday if they need it. I'll probably end up going, but hopefully I don't need it. So I guess if that's the Yankees what I'm end up lost doing. last night. It would have been a clinch scenario. At that point, I think like no. If we won, if we had won yesterday, yeah. If they had won yesterday, Friday could have been a clinch, yeah, because then the magic number would have been down to two. But that's not the case anymore. They could have clinched tomorrow if they won last night. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, this is so intense. I am so excited to see how this goes down, though. I think it's going to be awesome. Like I'm super excited. I really enjoyed this conversation with you though. I think it was great. Um, I mean, obviously you're super knowledgeable. And once again, everybody, I highly encourage you to follow Julian on social media and check out his content, check out his podcast, shout out to our friend, Bobby. Um, he was great too. His yes. um, he's a Patriots fan like me. So uh, I've had some <laughs> conversations with him. So everybody check out their show. Um, it's it's really well done. They they've talked to a lot of cool people. They've interviewed a lot of cool people. So everybody check them out. And as always, I I, I appreciate everyone tuning into Boston Balling every week. It really really means a lot to me, and I appreciate the support. And I mean, I hope everybody enjoys this fun weekend of baseball. I think it's going to be really exciting to see who comes out of this whole wild card race. Um, the Rays are just going to be sitting there watching back, laughing at everybody and all the yeah. So I wish I was in their position, but. So that should be fun, but go Red Sox, obviously, is the biggest important, <laughs> most important thing I have to make note of here. But hope everybody has a good rest of your week, and I will catch you all next time. Thank you so much for having me, Gabby. This was a great time. Uh, Grunt Talk Sports, the podcast. Twitter is Grunt Talks MLB, Grunt Talks NFL. Get me at Julian Guardi 1, Instagram, Julian Guardi 11. Follow Bobby, also BTOMS81. Great job. My co host, my brother, best friend. I love having him on the show and everything. It's been great. And Gabby, I just kind of wish we could fast forward to seven o'clock at least. My nerves are getting a little high right now yeah, already just too. thinking about this game. But um, we'll see tomorrow what happens. Um, not good luck, but hopefully you have fun because I don't want the Red Sox to win. But um, if it's Yankees, same, Reds, same way about the Yankees. <laughs> if it's Yankees and Red Sox in the wild card game, then it's going to be really intense. And we might have to have it do a crossover and have you on our show. 
Yeah, definitely. That would be really fun. Just let me know. And um, yeah, everyone, um, thanks again and hope you have a great weekend. All right, you too.